You're listening to Beyond Synth, the best synthwave chat show there is. Hey there, welcome to the show. This is Beyond Synth, episode 332. On the show today, I will be chatting with Knights. And that's with a dollar sign at the end. Uh, I'll be chatting with James Knights in just a few minutes. Uh, we just got to run through some Patreon updates because we got a new supporter and we got some upgrades and all sorts of exciting things. And then we'll uh, listen to a Knights track and then we'll go chat with Knights. So I would just like to remind everybody, speaking of the Patreon, if you did listen to the entirety of last week's episode there is a new patreon reward i guess reward is the word for the patrons who are in the 25 dollars and up club and i did send you all messages on patreon but sometimes i think some people don't get those messages or you all use email addresses that are like dummy email addresses so you don't get the messages so if you're in the 25 dollar a month club or up a new reward is to join marco and i for a playlist episode recording and i've already sent out messages like i said so obviously priority goes to people who have already been patrons for a while and you've all had your messages sent out but if you haven't received that message you can just reach out to me you know anywhere that you can reach out to me on soundcloud on the beyond synth discord on instagram or whatever just send me a message if that is something you want to do also if you have been on the show before as a guest you can still come and do it but what i'm probably going to do is double those episodes up so if you've already been on the show before then I might have like more than one person in the same show uh, and that's the way that I'm going to do it. And when I talk about the Patreon, what am I talking about? I'm talking about a way to support Beyond Synth like my awesome Patreon Pattersons. So every week we like to thank the kings of the Pattersons. These are the people who go above and beyond the call of duty in uh, helping support Beyond Synth. We're talking about Chris Dance, the king of the Pattersons. And then there's Mike Shima, super cool guy. There's Mystery Donor. Mike Erdahl, Brandon Decker, and Tim Carlton, and my semi-sonic friend Jacob Wick, and I would like to say that we have a new patron this week, Fiorim, in the Triple Six Club. I think that's how you say your name, Fiorim, F-J-O-R-I-M. Fiorim, tell me if I am correct. And they say, hey Andy, I found out about your show a few months ago and decided it's definitely worth a donation, so I just joined the Number of the Beast Club. Keep on making cool episodes, and I'll keep Keep listening to them. Well, thank you very much, Fiorim. And I would also like to say that Dennis LaFunk has uh, sent a lovely gift to Beyond Synth to support the show. He says... Hey Andy, it's me. It's been a long time. I just want to thank you for always cheering me up. Never missed a single Beyond Synth episode since 2018. Thank you for keeping the spirit of the 80s alive. 80s forever. And that was from Dennis LaFunk. Dennis LaFunk's been on the show before. He's a cool guy, and I appreciate his support. Dennis, you're a cool guy. And to answer your question, no, I never beat Ghost of Tsushima, 
I got to the third part of the island, and then I got distracted. But I will, I will get back to it one of these days. But uh, Dennis LaFunk is a very cool guy, so thank you, Dennis. I hope you are doing all right. And lastly, I would like to say that Dinner Doug has upgraded his support. Dinner Dog is now in the 3456 Pound Club. Whatever that means, don't make me do math. Dinner Dog is a cool guy who I think has upgraded his support in lieu of joining Marco and I on a playlist episode. But the offer's still there, dude. Sometimes people, they have this thing where they're like, oh, no one wants to hear me talk. Listen, man, I like to show my support for the people who support the show. All of you out there are very, very important. I know for some of you, if it's just a few bucks a month, you just think, hey, whatever, you know, I like Beyond Synth and like to throw my support. But to me, it's incredibly important. <laughs> like, I, I know I should probably play it cool and be like, eh, you know, whatever, man. But really, it's incredibly important. And all of you who support the show, uh, it's it's absolutely amazing. So thank you so much for supporting the show. I appreciate all of you. So look, let's listen to a track. We're going to listen to this one from Knights. It's called Playing It Cool. And then when the song is over, we will be chatting with Knights, a.k.a. Mr. James Knights. Although his real name doesn't have a dollar sign after it. So, I hope you're all having a lovely day. And now, uh, listen to this cool song. This is Playing It Cool by Knights.
late. Well, I am here right now with Knight, a.k.a. Mr. James Knight. Is that correct? That is spot on. That is the one. So how are you today? Yeah, pretty good. Pretty good. It's a sunny day in Hampshire, England. What goes down in Hampshire? Not much, to be honest. Maybe some farming, you know, lots of wildlife, lots of nature. It's pretty quiet down here, to be honest. So is Hampshire the country? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Do you live on a farm? No, I live near many farms, but I don't live on a farm, unfortunately. But I'm like 10, 15 minutes away from the coast as well which is nice. Well, that's cool. So you got the nice uh, outdoor air and then you can go for a swim. Can you swim? I can swim a little bit. I can float. I can float. I actually can't swim. For some reason, I, I remember I had like an incident when I was a kid and for some reason it always scarred me and so I just never really learned. Well, uh, I have to say that's the same for me until maybe five years ago or so. And then I tried swimming in the sea, which was much easier And I realized then that I could swim a little bit, you know, because I spent most of my adult life just scared of trying. Yep, that's where I am. So, um, yeah, give it a try, you know. Yeah, yeah. Trying to do things, right? It's too much effort. (laughs) I just want it to be like the Matrix where they can just put the fucking chip in my head and then I just know how to swim. Yeah, yeah. Well, give it 10 years and we'll be there. Yeah. (laughs) Well, let's get the backstory here. So you have made lots of music under various projects. So I think today we're going to focus on nights with the dollar sign. But you've been part of like a a whole bunch of things. Because I remember like I would get these emails and they'd be like, oh, there's this other project. And then I would be like, this is cool. And then I would play it. And then it would turn out it was just you. (laughs) Like. (laughs) That's happened a few times where I'm like, oh, this is a fun act. And then like, it was just another act of yours. So let's go in order here and talk about some of the projects. So what was like the first major one? I'd say the first, the first major one was Scarlet Soho. And that one started in about 2000-ish. It's quite funny when you say, ah, you've received so many different projects because I think with that one, I mean, it lasted 14 years. And and at that time, I didn't do anything else. So it was only after that that I started to work with other people and and try some new things. But yeah, with that one, yeah, it was like, you know, your childhood band, really. You meet when you're young at college or whatever, and um, you start off being (laughs) really bad and then gradually play some shows and it get it just gets a bit easier and i think you have that determination to hold it together you know because everyone's playing for each other they're kind of everyone's looking out for each other and saying oh you know if we stick together then we'll we'll improve and um it, it did happen you know after about four years people actually stayed at the shows and didn't walk out anymore which was which was good <laughs> <laughs> but yeah that was like the real beginning you know right and so how many people were actually in the band because i know most of the artwork seems to just be uh you and a lady yeah yeah so that was that would be me and scarlet we were there from the start and we were there when the band finished basically and then there was like a rolling (laughs) third member for for years and years and years and it was just someone in someone out and then towards the end uh we would have just like a live musician come in to do the live shows with us but yeah, we probably had like 15 third members <laughs> <laughs> in 14 years. Right. <laughs> yeah. 
there's enough fun songs from Scarlet Soho that my original concept was it would have been fun to have the two of you on and just do like a Scarlet Soho thing because like when I was going through I was listening to all the tracks and I was like oh you know there's a bunch of great ones I like like Skin Trade and and Reveal and is growing up the best we can do like there's a lot of songs I was I, I was really enjoying oh, cool. but then yeah. with Nights you also have a whole bunch of songs too and so I feel maybe in the future sometime I don't know are you on like good terms with Scarlet oh yeah 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 we see each other quite regularly yeah, so I was thinking maybe we'll just it'll be a fun thing to do in the future sometime because often whenever I have people on the show I like to play like five or six of the tracks I really enjoyed from across their albums and I feel like there was enough of that stuff that I'm like we'll just mention it now so we know that Scarlet Soho was a thing and then maybe in the future sometime we can like do that whole thing yeah I mean that's it's nice it's it's nice that you say that because I, I think so many people say this you know that when when you continue to write new songs and new music it's very easy sometimes to just think you know i I just want to move on to the next thing but yeah it's nice to hear when people you know when someone says they like the old stuff it's kind of an eye-opener for me because i i just see it as some distant memory (laughs) but it's it's really cool i I think it's nice when songs are remembered by people because i always love this sort of vibe and obviously i think across all the projects that you seem to work on you do like synth pop stuff right i mean like that's your you know where you like to live yeah I, I guess it's just my tastes have sort of evolved within the framework of that very small genre <laughs> so <it's, laughs> do you know what i mean it, it's kind of it's a weird thing to say it but in your head you realize that the changes maybe that you've made between different projects and, and different songs the, the changes that you've made are actually to the regular public they're very small mm. but in my head it's like leaps and bounds you know because but i suppose because you're always learning so it's yeah you're always learning something new or a new technique that you bring to the table but when you distill it down it's still me singing it's still my songwriting it's still kind of the music that i believe in so it's i guess it will sound the same well the- <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah and then scarlet soho though like that was a band like you played live and like that was yeah that was like our favorite thing to be honest, I think because we back then we like we would use commercial studios, like we wouldn't record anything at home, so it was expensive. And the easiest way to get an audience was just to play live. So we would uh, we would jump in a van and um, just go around the UK, just making loads of noise. And it's way different now. I think you know you can just make an album at home, but it wasn't like that then, really. Yeah, yeah. Well, how about this? How about this? We'll play one Scarlet Soho track, and then we'll just skip ahead. To the nights. Okay. The problem is I don't know which one to play. <laughs> Let's see here. I do like Skin Trade and Reveal from that 2004 album. Gigolo's a good song. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, shit. Okay. Well, how about we'll do Gigolo? How about that? Yeah, sounds good. Is that cool? All right. So this is Scarlet Soho with Gigolo. Gigolo.
That was Gigolo by Scarlet Soho. And I'm here right now with Mr. James Knights. Scarlet Soho was uh, was one of the projects you were involved with, but now we're going to skip ahead and we're going to learn all about Mr. James Knights. And then one of these days, we'll do a Scarlet Soho show. We'll devote a whole a whole show to it. But now, let's learn about James. What's uh, What does James like to do? Uh, what, musically? Let's start with breakfast cereals. What do you like to eat for breakfast? Ah, uh, muesli. Oh, what? I know. I know. <laughs> muesli, even just everything about muesli, like what it is, and then the fact that it's called muesli, it's just like, look, we know this is gross, <laughs> and we're just going to give it a gross-sounding name, and you're going to love it. Yeah, the, the, I've, I, I'm with you. I, I try and sort of add bananas to it, you know, to give it some life. And, um, yeah, and it does need some help, but uh, you, you, can, <laughs> you can learn, you learn to love it. Muesli. Just think about that word. Muesli. Like it's, oh, well, it's good though, but it's healthy for you. I guess that's the. Well, yeah, it was a turning point, you know, when, when I started to try and look after myself a little bit better. When did that happen? Oh, probably never. But uh, no, like five, five years ago, maybe I thought, oh, you know, do I want to keep on doing this? To myself, and that's that's the day that I I went for muesli. Were you <laughs> <laughs> were you living the rock and roll life? It was all just pizza and beer? Yeah, well, it's so easy to go down that way, isn't it? Like when you're when you're out playing and hanging out and drinking, it's just like give me the the saltiest, baddest stuff you've got. <laughs> so when did you start making tunes? Uh, as nights. As just in general, like, oh. was Scarlet Soho the first thing? We were just like, let's make a band. Or were you actually, like, playing music before then or interested? Yeah, yeah I mean, I was, but I think, like, living in a small town, all I knew is that I wanted to be involved in music. And I was a little bit shy, so my first thing was like, oh, maybe I could be the bass player. But I didn't have a bass. And then I thought maybe the drummer would be fun. And I got on a, I got a little electronic drum set. And that didn't work out either. And then I just, I fell in with a bunch of, they were like these guys, they were maybe three or four years older than me. And they would say, oh, you know, we need a singer, you can be the singer. And I really, really didn't want to do it. You know, it scared, scared the hell out of me. But I, for some reason, I did go and do it. And they were playing like everything from Metallica, the Sex Pistols, Nirvana, all of stuff like that. And I was just like having a go at it. But, you know, at this time I was really young. But it did get me involved, at least. And over time, I started to maybe 
believe that I could sing, you know. But it was it was slow. It was really slow. Was this in like the the small town you were from? Yeah, yeah. And we were just playing like bedrooms and invite, you know, you'd invite 15 people to cram into one room and play these god awful cover versions. Of songs. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and I would like strain my voice and learn how to use it and and all of that. But that's like right at the beginning and then by the time i was 19 i left that band and was like i really want to do something i like <laughs> yeah and uh and that's when i seriously sort of started to meet people and um work you know we work with drum machines and synths and and just really like a, a real slow progression of just learning how to use the equipment and started to really enjoy what we were doing a lot more do you still have a connection to the town you were from yeah pretty much like yeah like my my parents are there and yeah i mean it is very small but it's um there's some nice memories too yeah the, my hometown was population 2000 oh really yeah okay so i come from a very small town that's more like a village yeah i think it's still called a town yeah but i don't know what the rule is Maybe village is like 500 people. Okay. I should look that up. Maybe, I wonder if those definitions are actually universal or whether it's like different countries have different criteria for what they call Yeah, yeah right. I don't know. I guess maybe the national population would dictate how you work it out. What's a, what's a hamlet? That is a good question. I mean, like there's the guy, but like I, I think hamlet means something as well. Is, yeah, is a hamlet like, like an estate? Or is that something different? Hold on here. Let's look it up. <laughs> Although if I say define Hamlet, it's just going to give me the fucking Shakespeare thing. Yeah. Define Hamlet. Ah, here we are. A small village. Okay. Okay. <laughs> a small village. A, vi a village is small enough. Yeah, but there's no number, so maybe it is a, a regional thing. When you said you had uh, an electronic drum set, but this is like back in the day. What does that mean? Oh, it was the little Yamaha one with blue pads. Four blue pads and... 99 preset sounds if i remember correctly so it's just like a little box just like a yeah like a box probably about the size of a laptop can you like tap it with your fingers yeah you could tell you had sticks but you could tap it with it well anything and it was just a yeah, touch sensitive uh, and then there'd be some preset beats that no one could really use and yeah and you know i mean when you're a kid it just pisses people off everywhere <laughs> you <laughs> So as soon as I had it, I was being told to stop playing it. But it, you know, it worked out good because then I started singing. So was that like a novelty item at the time? Like I, I don't recall ever seeing anyone having something like that when I was growing up. Um, novelty item. Uh, I suppose usually you can you can work out what's novelty or not because it'll have a MIDI port. And if it has a MIDI port, it's probably not novelty. But I would have to check to see if it had a MIDI port. Well, it's an interesting thing to have in general. So, like, let's say it even does have a MIDI port, then it's like a professional piece of audio, like, for, for a young person to have at this time. Like, you know, you, you would know people with guitars or, like, some cheap Casio synth or something like that, but I don't know, it's weird. It's like it's like having a friend who has a saxophone or something. Like, it's not like everyone's got one, you know? Yeah, yeah. I think, looking back, it was probably just a budget thing that was given to kids just that wanted to try. And, if anything, I've probably seen more of them used on the road recently than I did, you know, back then you got to get yours out of storage man maybe you can make some money oh i don't have it i i don't know where it is it it went 
it went very quickly after having it. So it could be. <laughs> I love it. Could be, it went. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it could be anywhere now. But I, I, I try and find a picture. I'll send you the picture if I can find it. I kind of just want to see a picture of this band. Oh, my, my first band. Yeah, this this one that you're you where you're doing the covers in the bedrooms. Oh God, yeah. I'll I'll, I'll dig one out. I'll send you it. It's quite quite a sight. <laughs> well, what year would that have been? Oh, like ninety five, six. Okay. Yeah. Did you have a fun look at the time? Many. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, I had like really long long hair, and we would buy like all of our clothes in a charity shop. And we didn't know how to dress ourselves either. So, you know, it would be like someone would be wearing like flared trousers with a leopard print woman's shirt. <laughs> but at the same time, they would stick their hair up like Sid Vicious or something. Yeah. You know, there was no rules. No rules at all. It was just... <laughs> no rules. Yeah. Yeah, I miss that because yeah. I, used to, I used to buy like lots of stuff at uh, the secondhand places as well, but they've all sort of changed now. I don't know if it's the same in uh, in England, but over here, it's like they're not even that cheap anymore. No. Before, that no. was the whole premise. It's like you walk in and like you buy like a suit jacket for like $4 or whatever, and, uh, you know, dress pants, whatever. Like, I would always get like suit jackets and like long coats and stuff. Yeah. And then now, it's like... I'll go to the Goodwill and they're, the coats are like 80 bucks, like 70 bucks. I'm like, well, that's what? Like, this is the secondhand store. Like, we're supposed to be walking out of here with like, you know, like fucking $5 an item. Like, and now it's weird. That's the, it is the same. It's the same here. I can tell you. Yeah. And it's weird because it reminded me that back then you would buy stuff just because it looked ridiculous. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Because yeah. it was cheap, you know? So you'd be like, oh. I'm going to go and buy buy Dave that stupid hat because he'll look mental. But now you wouldn't buy clothes for friends because they're too expensive. Yeah, yeah, because I used to, like, when I would make, like, little silly videos and stuff in movies, and so you just go to the secondhand store to get, like, outfits to wear, and, like, it was, and it was cheap, or you could, like, build a dummy, you know, go and buy some cheap sweaters and pants and stuff to stuff so you can make a dummy to throw off yeah, a roof or something. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, the point is this. Let's listen to a song. I want to. I want to. I want to. Uh, I want to listen to a track from Nights. I think this was the first one I heard from you. It was called "What's Your Poison." Oh yeah. So let's listen to that, and then we'll uh, keep chatting. This is uh, "What's Your Poison" by Nights.
And that was Knights with What's Your Poison? And I'm here right now with Knights himself, Mr. James Knights. Hello. I'm still finding it difficult to believe that your actual last name is Knights. It's true. It is my surname. (laughs) When I needed a band name, I looked out there and there was already a band with the name Knights. And so I had to be a little bit careful. And uh, even though it's my name, but I... I put a dollar sign on the S, you know, just to make people aware that we're not the same band. Yes. Oh, so that, that's the reason then? Yeah. Yeah, there had to be a reason, and that was it, because the other band, they sound a bit like the Killers or something. So it's not because you love money? Well, I don't. Well, it's it's necessary, but I don't love it. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I just like asking stupid questions. <laughs> I could live with, I could live without it. Yeah, it would be nice. To me it's more like a means to an end. Like I'm not one of those people who has any joy in like accumulating money because it's more just what it would get you. Yeah. Cuz I you know, like I know people like that who will talk to me like, "Oh, I made this much this year. I did this and that." And and it doesn't impress me because I'm like, well, "What are you going to do with it?" Exactly. That that's what's more impressive. It's sort of like, "Are you going to buy a car? Like are you going to get something cool? Are you going to get a big TV?" Like, you know. Yeah, I think too much it must feel like a burden. Uh, I would love to have that burden. Well, would you though? Well, I I mean, I guess it's weird to say I would love a burden of any kind, but (laughs) I have a problem where about twice a week I start a sentence with, if I won the lottery. Oh, yeah. And I'm just starting to recognize just how... uh, unhealthy that sentence is because like i say it a lot anytime people ask me about like future plans or whatever's going on i'm like well you know if i won the lottery like i'd uh, i'd buy this house and then i would uh, turn this into a studio or whatever <laughs> and then i keep thinking like you can't think that way because like i'm not going to win the lottery but although i did buy a ticket yesterday but i don't think i won yeah but you know that, that's more like you know it's participating in a lottery. it's fun i think i think sometimes <laughs> Many people would disagree with me, but I think buying the ticket is half the fun. Well, I would say it's most of the fun because you never win. That's it. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you know, it's a nice tingly feeling for a couple of days wondering, will it be me? But and also, you know, I think having having enough money, having the money you need would be nice without necessarily having too much money. That's the difference, isn't it? I think if we all had what we needed yeah. yeah, honestly, it's it's just about that comfort level because I I understand that that you know that in itself makes you fortunate if it's like you come home and you, you know you don't you go to the grocery store and you're not sitting there like counting every item as you're shopping and stuff and honestly like that's really I'm a pretty easygoing guy that way like so. I, I usually live below my means. Yeah. So I'm not really like a credit card guy where I'm like buying stuff I can't afford. I'm like, oh, I'll just pay the monthly payment. Like for me, I'm always like, I kind of have to have the money first. And that means sort of like saving things up. And so it doesn't mean I won't buy myself something nice, but it means I have to save for it first. Like that has to be the, the way to do it. Yeah, but that's the best way, I think. I mean, you, you can't go through life any other way. Really. Well, I mean, people do, right? But then it sounds very stressful. Like when they actually, yeah. I guess you can't. Well, you can't buy a house. You have to do. You have to do the stupid way to get a house, right? Because like that's that is yeah, that's true, that is true, and that's why I don't own a house. Yep, 
Me, uh, me either, man. I will never be able to buy one. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like I feel like that's where I'm at now. Like especially with the uh, the way the housing market's going, like all over the place. Like in in Canada, it's the same thing. I know it's happening everywhere else. Where it's just like they're getting to be so expensive that it's like, who are these for now? I feel like the only people who can afford to buy a house are like rich people from other countries who just want some investment someplace. Like it's not for the people who live there anymore because like no one can afford it. Yeah, that's it. And it, and and actually, there's not that much point worrying your worrying your own your own head with what may or may not be because if you can't have one what's the point chasing one you know <laughs> but i will say this if i win the lottery i'm gonna buy uh, a big old house and then i'm gonna scoop it out and turn it into like a studio okay yeah man a recording studio well i would do like a film like i want to film stuff as well so i think like it'd be cool to i i go back to my small town i grew up in and then just buy the block like just buy a block of houses and connect them all with like the funland tubes from like mcdonald's ah uh, yeah yeah that's, so th- that's what i'm talking about yeah yeah so they're all interconnected so like the exterior looks like a block of houses but then if you actually open the door they've all been scooped out and so it's just a big studio that's great but it doesn't look like one so from the outside it just looks like a bunch of houses it doesn't look like a concrete square you know what i mean it just it's uh yeah 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 i i I like your thinking with that i think it's it's a nice dream to have yeah although you know the stupid thing is i never win the lottery like it's funny everyone else i know you know you know you get a ticket maybe every few months you know you win 20 bucks or 10 bucks or something i literally i think i just got 20 bucks the other day and it was the first time i had won anything and i'm gonna say like 10 years like to be fair i'm not one of those people who plays all the time so i only play maybe once every i don't know like once a month or something when like the the number gets big yeah um, so I'm not like a regular like weekly player or whatever, but um, I never win anything. Would you reinvest this money into more lottery tickets? Yeah, 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 because yeah. <laughs> that's where you. I think you have to do that. Yeah, <laughs> I think maybe you and I both don't understand the word investment. Probably not. Yeah, <laughs> I, it just reminded me actually when you said about what you would do with the money, and and it reminded me for some reason of of you know you know in the movie Big. Mm. where he kind of gets the apartment and fills it full of kids stuff yeah 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 that's kind of how i i think that would be almost what i would do so i i wouldn't use the money wisely i'd just get a pinball machine and whatever you know like i don't think i'd be good with a lot of money well if you only want a pinball machine i think that dream might be uh, you might be able to realize that one yeah yeah that one's okay but you know it's just that thing of having too much stuff does become a little bit of a burden maybe oh yeah yeah, yeah. and i would go out and buy like all these things yeah like having toys around is fun but it is so distracting like i have difficulty focusing and like i have to be in the zone and so many things in my life take me away from that zone yeah and my fantasy office would be something out of like 2001 like i want a big open white room with like just a circular desk in like the center of it yeah and and then i can work at my computer and like there's no wires because i'm always like in the corner of a very busy room with just things everywhere would you create that room so that the rest of the place you lived was just chaos but then when you walk through the door that would be awesome See, yeah those yeah. are the other fantasies i have too if i had lots of money is i would love weird novelty rooms like i always thought it would be really cool to have like a chess room but in the room 
it's completely black. So you you got a chessboard in the middle of the room, yeah. and it's illuminated from underneath. So maybe it's like a glass chessboard or something. And so it's illuminated. Yeah. And then there's you know two chairs, and then the room is not a huge room, but it's big enough. That when the walls are painted completely black and when you sit in the center, it's like you're in some sort of a void. Oh, God, I love that. And there's just an illuminated chessboard in the center. And then, you know, maybe like music, like there's speakers in there that just kind of pump in like ocean sounds and wind. And maybe like there's someone playing classical music in the next room or something. Like yeah, sort of like yeah. Distant whatever oh, and what if what if like when you took a chess piece and, and and it kind of fell over there was a sound effect oh you know, that'd be amazing thing. see that stuff i love too it's like <laughs> like that sort of futury sci-fi thing where like every time you lift the chess piece from the board it'll be like a you know like sort of like a distant kind of melodic chime and then when you place it back down it's a boom but like but it's, yeah yeah it's got to be yeah. not intrusive though it's got to be just like sort of a nice almost distant echoey kind of chime noise yeah nice nice it sounds like a, a modern talking video that i saw once <laughs> it was possible <laughs> I've always loved that idea of just like wacky novelty. Like I would love to have a house that actually has, you know, when you see old cartoons where like they'd have like the trapped stairs where like the guy pulls the lever at the top of the stairs and then the staircase turns into a slide. Oh yeah. 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 I would love one of those. The other thing I always wanted to do was to have a big room, like a gymnasium sized room, but you paint the walls black and have stars. So like illuminated stars over like the walls, but it's so far away and you have like a fake balcony. Yeah. So you walk into this room and you're standing on a balcony and you're in a giant space that looks like a nighttime sky and it's so far away from you because it's a giant room. So it really does feel like you're outside at night Yeah. and then you've got these big speakers playing ocean sounds like you're at nighttime on a coast somewhere. Yeah. But it's technically inside so that it always has that atmosphere. So anytime you walk into the space, it's always a starry nighttime on the coast. Yeah, I think we could all do with something like that in our lives. <laughs> yeah. Do you think? I mean, that, that does sound really... It would be useful to do it, you know, just before... You know, maybe just before you had a meeting or like just before... <laughs> just before you had to go and meet the bank manager or something. Yeah. You could just... <laughs> Just go and step in the room and chill out for a while. Yeah, that'd be so awesome. Yeah. Anyway, these yeah. are... Look, I get... <laughs> <laughs> listen, uh, enough of my stupid fantasies. Let's listen to a song and then we'll uh, talk more. I feel like I just talked too much about stupid shit there. I want to listen to Alligator. How about that? Sounds good. All right, let's listen to it. This is Alligator by Nights. She's like an
And that was Knights with the track Alligator. And I'm here right now with Mr. James Knights. I feel like I just took up that last segment with my weird fantasies of being a rich guy. So tell me, uh, <laughs> what's the song Alligator about? Is it about a literal alligator? Well, I was, I was a little bit annoyed with somebody because we were going through a time where it was just sort of a, a one-sided conversation where I wasn't really getting to say the things that I wanted to. <laughs> um, and, it, and it was a good way to just let off steam. Right. You know? And I think I was just, yeah, probably saying that the other person reminded me of an alligator, which is... Uh, which is <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It's a, it's a little bit cruel, and um, and I haven't I haven't written a song like that since that one. So I, I think I probably got it off my chest. Whatever I was thinking is no longer a, an issue. Well, that's good. That's the the, the healing power of art. Yeah, that's catharsis. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, I mean, it's a popular one, and, and and we actually yeah, there's been some good remixes of it too. So it's it's definitely hit the spot. So did Scarlet Soho like officially end? Or was it one of those things that sort of like just sort of slowly kind of wound down? It was kind of both, which is, I know, doesn't answer the question, but it was. Uh, <laughs> maybe there was like a little bit of time where we were, we were trying to hold on to something, maybe like a little longer, you know, like thinking our luck would change or something. So, yeah, just maybe a couple of years that the writing was on the wall. Mm. But, you know, once we sat down and, and had a chat, it was kind of, yeah. We're not as prolific musically as we were before, maybe. And it was time to do something else. Does Scarlett still do music stuff? She's involved in music, like gigs and, and stuff. But she, but no, I don't think she's playing anything. So, yeah, Scarlet Soho ended. And at the time, I was thinking I might not do anything else. And I, I remember I went away, and then I took a bit of a holiday. And then after nearly a year... I thought mm, it would be nice to do something else. And that's that was it. On holiday, I think the first Songs of Nights came to me sort of when I was on holiday. And that was that, really. And that was like, yeah, What's Your Poison, What We Leave Behind, and So Cold were the three first ones. Where were you on holiday? It was a combination. I think it was sort of went around a bit. So it was a bit of Germany, a little bit of Italy, and Malta. Was this literally just a, a for the sake of travel, or were you trying to find yourself? <laughs> it would be easy to say I was trying to find myself, but I don't really know. It was just a, a, a well-deserved rest. Did you enjoy yeah. Malta? Were they filming Game of Thrones there when you were there? I did visit the um, Azure Window, which I think is something to do with Game of Thrones. And when I got home, I found out that it had crumbled into the sea. It's this kind of rocky window that goes out into the ocean and yeah like we we walked past it and i looked at it and then yeah got home and after a couple of months they were like oh it's 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 crumbled away it's not there anymore did you take any pictures yeah a few yeah 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 got a few well then that thing will uh will always remain a memory of james knights you can <laughs> uh, you can write a song about the uh the crumbling into the sea it's got a poetic metaphor yeah very 80s isn't it very very 80s <laughs> <laughs> I thought if I'm going to do more music, I obviously don't want to do the same thing I did already. And as I said before, it was like when we started Scarlet Soho, it was more that we were really inspired by like British, real British synth stuff, new wave stuff, 
And over time, I think we just started to listen to other stuff. And we were listening to, like, we were getting compilations from, like, the, the Valerie Collective and, like, Sally Shapiro and listening. So, and, you know, there's, like, you can hear the sunshine sort of running through all of those productions, which, in a way, Scarlet Soho didn't really have any sunshine running through it. And, and I guess, yeah, I mean, being, in, being on holiday, being in Malta, I, all of these songs just started to sort of, come out because i could i could never have put out what's your poison or something in uh, as a scarlet soho track so i think it was just a way to express a completely different side that was more like party music instead of you know because british stuff is quite generally is quite dark the scarlet soho stuff is definitely way more kind of new wave soundy and i feel more of like italo vibes and stuff with the knights and like the synth pop aspect yeah yeah. But it's fun. I enjoy it. I think my favorite track, or the track that I've listened to the most, is uh, is probably Dollars and Cents. Ah, yeah. I love that song. I feel like if I ever made a movie where there was a, a Scarface-like montage of, you know the moment in Scarface, like the only happy moment in the film where he's like smiling with his cigar and he's just taking over the business and it's like it shows like a montage, you know, like... A, yeah, yeah. Dollars and Cents is like a song that I feel like would fit perfectly with that. Like, I want to see like the money counting machine. Yeah, yeah. And then a guy smiling yes. with a cigar looking at the money counting machine. And I'd love to see that. That would be, be something. I know it's very literal, but... Uh... No, no, but, no. <laughs> I mean, that song was weird because the album, was it was finished. And, and you know, when you're, you're scratching around sometimes, just go, oh, you know, we, we just want to put one more song on the album, but it needs to fit and whatever. And we, we thought that... The album was, in terms of, you know, singles and banging songs, we were like, all, all of that's done, you know, we've kind of done that. And it is true, sometimes what people say anyway, it's like, you know, the, sometimes your best songs, they're written without you knowing they happened. So it just, it was like five minutes from start to finish that I fleshed out like the whole idea. And yeah, it was really rapid, but it, it, it's funny. It's just, it was a song that happened so quick that I didn't even consider really whether anyone would be into it or not if that makes sense and and i didn't think oh you know it'll be a good radio track and it was all of that sort of happened afterwards which i don't know it made me feel a bit weird about songwriting like maybe i should spend less time writing songs <laughs> <laughs> well look how about this let's actually listen to it because it's a fun track this is dollars and cents by nights Yeah. 
And that was Nights with the track Dollars and Cents. And I'm here right now with Mr. James Knights. Yeah. Who's just told us the story of Dollars and Cents. He wrote it in two minutes. Uh, what else? <laughs> I just made that part up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, two minutes with not much effort. Having my focus sort of in and around the synthwave scene, there's a lot of, you know, like atmospheric sort of mood music and like instrumental stuff that like would, you know, belong on movie soundtracks and stuff. But I find, I know lately and even for the past few years, I feel like my focus has been more on the synth pop. Like I feel like I've had a lot more sort of synth pop guests on and that's the music that I I tend to listen to the most. Yeah. So it's always nice, you know, when there's all these other people making really like serious and, and dark synth and all this other stuff to just pop on just pure fun synth pop tunes, you know? Yeah. There's a place for everything and everyone. And, and I think people get so heavy on, uh, you can listen to this, but not this, or um, what's cool now is, is only going to be cool for this length of time. And then you have to do something else. And, and I don't really have much time for that because I like so much stuff and so much different stuff that my mood dictates what to listen to. And if I want to go to a particular club on a particular night, I will. I won't have someone tell me, oh, well, you can't go there anymore because it's old-fashioned or it's not cool anymore or, you know, because I think people should enjoy what the hell they want. <laughs> it's like, life's hard enough. You don't need, don't need someone telling you what to listen to. You like going to clubs? Are you a party guy? Yeah, I guess. I don't go a lot, but when I do, I find it really inspiring because, you know, you can pick out tunes that you don't know already and the conversations you have and there's always other musicians there so that's always like a, a good way to just hang out with people and find out what they're doing and what they're writing and what they're inspired by so yeah i think i kind of missed it in the pandemic it was you know the first year you could convince yourself that oh i should i should take a rest and maybe i don't need to go out anyway but in the second year it was it was really hard just not seeing people and not playing to people. I said to someone, I, I, they said, oh, what do you miss about it? And I said, oh, I really miss just walking on stage with like tons of smoke. <laughs> <laughs> and I thought, I thought I should get a smoke machine for my living room just to have that feeling. Yeah, but you'll set off the fire alarm. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, that's something I learned because I, I remember I got a smoke machine thing and like, this will make my videos look cooler, you know, if I have smoke going. Yeah. And the fucking fire alarm goes off. I'm like, ah, oh, shit. Yeah. And I felt but like I I love that. I love that that kind of pre pre gig feeling. You know, it's good. So you you did play like live shows as nights, right? Oh yeah, I did nonstop really. I think that's like where most of my fan base came from, just because it was like the live shows like chaos, and you can't really. It's hard to make the same thing on a record. We try, but it's not the same as getting everyone into a room and doing it what sort of places would you play because like i mean i'm more familiar with synthwave acts and stuff like that who have been doing live shows and things but yeah for you like what were some of the other bands that you were sort of playing alongside like do you have other contemporary like sort of live synth pop bands or were you just playing wherever like what what was going on there? I think because it's ended up being one of the sort of strengths of, of what I'm doing, you have to be quite fearless. Because obviously the whole synth scene is, whatever you, whatever it is you're listening to, it's relatively small, right? So I just have to take the approach that I'll be completely fearless and play with anybody. And I mean, I mean anybody. So 
sometimes we'll do like a headline thing in a, in a basement and we'll just invite everyone and that's great i did some tour dates with flock of seagulls i did some other ones with heaven 17 and then i then i played with dynatron yep in london and then i played with nina in london and then there's all the italo ones that are kind of more popular in mainland europe so i've played with fancy if you're open enough you can just go out and play and there will always be someone in the audience that gets it always it's it's just the nature of playing as much as you possibly can i think i don't, I don't know what you think about that for me I, I would play every day if i if i had the choice flock of seagulls yeah 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 that was great they're still playing yeah of course i didn't know that yeah yeah yeah, that was a great, great show. That's fun. Do they still do the hair, or is that just a, a thing of the past? Well, I don't think there's hair. It's like baseball cap now. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, still going, still going. Like I say, you, you have to get into the mind of what an audience may or may not want. And, and I love, I just love being thrown out as a, I don't know, I love being thrown out on stage when people expect it the least. Sure, yeah, yeah. You know, I, I remember with Scarlet Soho, we played a gig in Sheffield once. And I don't know if you remember, like, the hair metal band called Rat. I'm aware, <laughs> I'm aware of Rat, yes. Yeah, like T, And it worked out that there were two rooms in the same club, but one room, like, something broke in, in the smaller room. So they said, oh, the only way you can play is if you play with Rat tonight. And obviously we were this skinny new wave synth band but we just said yes anyway <laughs> and, it was, and it was great it was like that that's the strange thing is that there are good people everywhere you, there's nothing to be afraid of i think also too if you have confidence like you know if you have confidence on stage and like you know you actually care and you deliver it with some conviction i think that that also helps just sort of win people over oh yeah i mean it's really key and yeah it's really important and i think it is years and years of doing it though you know it wasn't i have to remember it wasn't easy at the beginning because i i received so much negativity from audiences when i was a kid but i just stuck with it and i would say to anybody like you know if, if you want to do it just do it it's really important do you get anything thrown at you oh yeah you name it yeah we had it we had it all <laughs> <laughs> we had it all Oh. I guess that's not funny. People shouldn't throw things, but it's funny now. It's funny now. <laughs> I remember that, that I I played one show like really early. I was eighteen or something, and I was trying to uh, introduce the song and say what the song was about. And while I was doing that, a guy stood in the middle of the room with a newspaper, and he opened both pages and just started to read the the football results from that weekend as loudly as he could. So it was like, while I was talking, he was saying, uh, Arsenal won, Manchester United three. And I just thought, how do you deal with that? It's, it's actually quite funny. <laughs> That's a unique one. I don't think I've ever heard that before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that was his heckle? Yeah, his heckle was just reading the football results. <laughs> <laughs> That's ridiculous. Yeah. Yeah, that was in Brighton, if I remember. Yeah, crazy. Well, I, I guess that's better than getting a bottle thrown at your head. That is, yeah, that's true. Anyway, how about this? Let's listen to the track Julia. Go for it. Because that's a fun one. Uh, and it's by Knights. I have the strangest feeling. 
And that was Knights with the track Julia. And I'm here right now with Mr. Knights himself, James. Is Julia a real person? She is indeed, yes. She's not an alligator, is she? No, no, okay. no, 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 not at all. No. <laughs> That's good. Not even a crocodile. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to piece together all these stories to see if I can get some biographical information out of them. Okay. You keep trying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What what is yeah. your poison? Oh, red wine probably. That shit gives me a headache. See, that shit doesn't give me a headache. So that yeah. Everyone I speak to they say it gives me a headache. And with me, I'm fine. White wine gives me a headache. Interesting. Yeah. That is a thing, though, right? Like, the wine headache? Like, if I type that in, am I going to get, like, a science article about, like, people with, like, AB blood type don't like... I don't know what my blood type is, but, like, the... Should I know what my blood type is? Probably. Is that a thing people know? Like, it's just, like, you know your birthday and you know your blood type? Because I don't know what my blood type is. Okay, yeah. I mean, I don't I don't know mine. Oh. Yeah. I feel like I've had this conversation with someone before, and, like, they acted like I was weird that I didn't know. And I'm like, should I know? Like, is that a thing we have to memorize? Maybe we should make it like homework for everyone listening. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, then, and then, like by by next time, everyone a bit, you know, we've we've done a, a, a good thing for the world, you know. And then I'll keep a chart. Yeah, that's what I should yeah. do for my patrons. I should just I should. <laughs> I'll ask them all their blood types and so I can announce it on the show. Yeah, do it. Why Why the fuck did I say this? Oh, right, because what red wine? Sorry. <laughs> this is the part of the show where my brain shuts off. <laughs> blood types? What the fuck are you talking about? Because I, I feel like I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to look it up and there's going to be some really simple, stupid article that some people just have, like, genetic disposition to have wine headaches. Yeah. I wonder if it's like if you're not from originally from a place where the grapes are from (laughs) (laughs) where the grapes are from (laughs) yeah you know you you might be right actually oh god i don't know i mean i don't know that's the thing that i always find very curious about things like nut allergies because i'm always like how many people really come into contact with nuts like it's funny that nut allergies became such a thing yeah being allergic to peanuts and things because like how many of us like really live near peanuts or uh <laughs> that's right yeah it's a dumb yeah. <laughs> i was shocked the other day to find out that i i didn't know that if someone has a nut allergy the smell of nuts is enough to make them i'm not uh, i'm not mature enough to have this conversation i don't know <laughs> 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 I'm sorry. <laughs> okay. It can be like fatal. Some people could just have to touch a nut. Like like the, <laughs> the <laughs> No, it's true. Like yeah, yeah. I like cuz I can't my kids I can't send my kids to school with a peanut butter sandwich. Okay, because of their friends or because of them. Yeah, because yeah, like even being in like proximity of like peanut uh residue <laughs> can <laughs> Yeah, yeah. So yeah, because I didn't know, and I didn't know until I was on a on a flight, and they said, "Oh, please, everybody, don't open any peanuts on the flight." Yeah, I wonder if that's a thing. Maybe they've ma- ma- eliminated the uh, the airline peanut. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Hold on here. I just have to send. I'm in the process of like selling a bunch of things, and so someone's just sent me a text message that they're saying they're going to be uh, picking up the thing in an hour. Oh, what is it? I'm just selling an old camera. Oh, okay. Sounds good. Yes, you should be able to find parking easily. 
Yeah, sorry. I'm a. There's a few pieces of equipment where I'm like, you know what? This old camera, like, I don't really use it anymore. Plus, I had to. I bought a new um, Mac laptop, and that thing was so expensive. Yeah. And I sold so much stuff. I've just been selling things all year to pay for it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Basically, like rethinking every single thing I own. Going like, well, do I use this microphone? I mean, I haven't used it in like a year. Uh, I guess I'll never use it again. And like just selling everything. I know exactly what you mean. I'm I'm always like that with my guitar because I just don't use it live. And it's a lovely guitar, but I just think maybe it should go. So what's this song Julia about? Is this person a nice person? She's great. Yeah, she's great. She she plays um she plays saxophone in the band. Okay. Yeah, she's always there when I need her. Wait a second. So Knights is a band or is it you but you have like a live aspect? Yeah, it's me with a live aspect, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, because, you know, I mean, no one wants to just look at me the whole time. <laughs> well, you, you got to come up with the flock of seagulls here, man. That'll get everyone captivated. Yeah, yeah. But no, it's, uh, we've got like a few uh, musicians that kind of, depending on where I am and, and which country I'm in, they can, they come and join me and we kind of rotate everyone around. And Yeah, it's cool. Oh, so have you like amassed some like regulars that help you out depending on where you are? Yeah, yeah. There's like a UK bunch and then there's a, a mainland Europe bunch well, actually yeah and then germany's kind of split <laughs> i was about to say germany's split in, yeah. into two which, which um, i've heard about that yeah yeah but it's actually split into two depending on personnel now as well as other things yeah we've, yeah we've got people on the left and people on the right and yeah there's a few people like you know and if someone's not available there's always somebody else I like your attitude. Yeah, I mean, we we have a bit of a party on stage, that's the thing. So you, over the years, you just meet the right people and people that you can... You know, they kind of come. People don't take it too seriously. We just... It's a good opportunity for us to hang out and play the songs. Well, I mean, that's the best... I don't know, because I, I, I can't really handle when people take themselves too seriously. That's not something I'm well-equipped to deal with. Yeah, I, some, I think sometimes I think that's not real. It's all something we probably tried to do in bands when we were kids. But actually, in reality, it's a bit like... Uh, you, you just want to get kind of down and dirty with the audience and, and enjoy the show. I mean, I, I, I don't, I don't want to be trying to sort of vanish up my own backside, you know. Plus, that would be very difficult and painful. Yeah. <laughs> More painful than a nut allergy. <laughs> Imagine both at the same time. Yep. <laughs> I'm having difficulty imagining one of those, but just a bizarre image. I want to, uh, well, we can probably, let's listen to another song and then maybe we can wind down. I want to listen to Boom Bang Boom. It's a fun one. Oh, yeah. There's the Mirko Hirsch radio edit. Yeah. This always confused me because this to me just sounds like what would be just the song. Yeah, yeah. When you first sent this track over to me, I just thought that this one was just the master. What do you call this? The main version of a song? <laughs> yeah, I mean, it. it it did get a little bit confusing with this one because I, yeah, I wanted to find a way <laughs> to give Mirko Hirsch some credit for what he'd done. And at the same time, yeah, I had to kind of label what the track was. So, yeah, maybe maybe Radio Edit wasn't the right thing. But also it's because I knew a longer version of the track was going to come out afterwards. Because I feel like I was never sent, like, just the boom, bang, boom track. Like, the original, like, the first thing was, like, a bunch of remixes, and this one was the one that felt like, oh, this is the this is the, the master version. It is. It is the version. It is. Okay. Yeah. 
Yeah, yeah. Sorry, this is a dumb preamble. <laughs> to play I just wanted clarification because I feel like I went through the list and there were several like of these sort of like remix EPs of this song. Because you, you do often do that, or I'll get, like, a mailer out, and there'll be, like, another set of, like, four remixes of a track or whatever. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then I realized when I would go through the list, I'm like, was there ever a just an original version of this song? Because they all seem to be yeah. remixes or, or edits or something. So it was a, Yeah, it was a tough call. In the end, just by it being track one, we sort of decided it was the lead version, if you see what I mean. Oh, but, okay, yeah. yeah. Well, let's listen to it, because it's fun. This is uh, Boom Bang Boom yeah. by Nights, the Mirko Hirsch radio edit.
All right, that was Knights with a dollar sign with the track Boom Bang Boom. And I'm here right now with Knights. We've been chatting about all sorts of silly things because I guess over the past uh, few years there haven't been many live gigs. So do you feel like you need to... Have you been getting some practice some other way? (laughs) Uh, A little bit, yeah. I I did some nice little vocal collaborations uh, with some other people. So I I did keep singing at home which was great but i but all of the dancing and the moving around i didn't do any of that you know so yeah it, it, it's gonna be good for just for my health to get back on stage yeah yeah, yeah. you know i think we just need to do the first one and then everyone will know how you know once you kind of do the first one it'll all make sense yeah you just fucking chug some red wine it'll give you the power yeah for sure it always worked before anyway mm. yeah <laughs> <laughs> And then what else is coming up? Have you been working on any tracks, uh, some night stuff? I know you, you're also, there's another band as well, right? That, that's Boytronic that you're part of now? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, oh, that's a whole other story, isn't it? Uh, <laughs> yeah. We got to go. We'll, we'll do a Boytronic episode in the future too. How about that? <laughs> but no, no, but yeah, Boytronic. So yeah, I'm writing with Boytronic and Nights. And uh, I was going to ask you actually, yeah, what do you think? Shall I think about another album or do you think I should carry on with eps and stuff because uh there's plenty of songs it's just how to release them i feel like most people now are riding the singles and ep train yeah especially when there's like the saturation of music and in the synthwave scene and in around the synthwave scene you know there's a lot of artists and i know people aesthetically like the idea of an album but uh, yeah. but i've been talking to lots of people who seem to like the just the releasing a single you know like once a month or once every two months or something because it's it's a way of keeping your name out there yeah it does seem like a the wisest option doesn't it I think just to keep doing that. I mean, the main thing is that uh, you got to just keep making cool music. That's my. I, I selfishly just want cool music to listen to. So yeah, and you and you get through it too. I mean, you listen to everything I send you. Yeah, no, I do. I like to when I have people on the show. I do like to pick my favorite tracks. I don't necessarily uh, cheat. I could. But oftentimes I find, well, like I can just go to Bandcamp and just go like, what's everybody else like? But yeah. I have my own taste. That's the nicest thing, actually, because I think when you said about how you've heard all, you heard all of the different projects, but you didn't know they were connected to me. Yeah. So then when I found out, I was, because <laughs> I, I think I might have sent a message to Scarlet Soho or something, but like, oh, can I play the tracks? And you're like, oh yeah, that's me. <laughs> it's like, yeah, yeah. okay. Yeah. But it's kind of nice in a way. It's nice for me to hear it because I think, well, it kind of just shows that the songs are finding their way, you know, whatever the artist or name. Yeah. They're finding their way to the right place. So it's, yeah. It's good. Well, the bottom line is you make cool music, regardless of the name. Thanks, man. Well, look. Well, it was nice to chat with you. Yeah, it's been, been long overdue. Yeah, I yeah, yeah. No, I've been listening to you, uh, to your tracks for a long time, so uh, it's good to chat. Yeah. Well, look, uh, you have a lovely day. You too. Cool. Cheers. Thank you. And I'll uh, see you on the road. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, just the, the intonation there was awesome. <laughs> on the road. thing is, it's going to be a long road, so eventually I will be saying to you, hey... Yeah, man. I'm nearby. <laughs> Come to the gig, man. It, well, it is fun to do. I haven't been to a lot of gigs, but, uh, you know, as things sort of ease up, I guess, and we'll, we'll attend more shows, I'll have my helmet on or whatever. Yeah. And your peanuts. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
All right, that's the line we're ending on. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, take care, dude. Sign out. All right, and that was my chat with Knights. I uh, hope you enjoyed the show. Tune in next time. Marco and I will be playing some cool tunes. And since I did send out emails already to people, if they want to take part in a recording with Marco and I, next week someone will be joining us. And this person is also a synthwave artist as well. And so it's a, we had a good chat. I haven't edited it yet, so I guess I got to get on that. But uh, yeah, it was a lot of fun. So tune in to Beyond Synth next week, the best synthwave chat show there is. You are all awesome and very special and important people. <laughs> this is the way I end the show now. <laughs> but seriously, you all are. So uh, have a lovely week and uh, tune in next time to Beyond Synth, the best synthwave chat show there is. Beyond Synth is made possible by the supporters on Patreon and PayPal. If you enjoy the show, please consider becoming a supporter at patreon.com slash beyondsynth or donating via PayPal at beyondsynth.com. If you want to submit music to the show, please email beyondsynthsubmissions at gmail.com. Don't forget to follow and subscribe to Beyond Synth on YouTube, Instagram, Twitch, Twitter, and Facebook. May the Force be with you. Beyond Synth is made in partnership with your mom. <laughs> <laughs>